Hey everybody, welcome back to Soteria Prophetic Ministries. I'm your host and teacher for the next few moments, Delisa Rogers-Fields, and I'm going to share something with you out of the book of John, chapter 4. Um, very popular passage of scripture. It's talking about the woman at the well. I had been meditating on this, and um, <clears throat> even at work, I just kind of had this whole scenario in my spirit. So I decided I'd go ahead and just share my thoughts and just see if the Holy Spirit is making anything out of it. And if there is a word in this little short message for you. So if you don't know, the story is about the woman at the well. This woman had five husbands. She met Jesus. Commentators say it was about 12 noon during the day. So it was hot. Um, this would have been an extraordinary and unusual time for a woman to be drawing well, excuse me, water out of the well because uh, it was in the middle of the day. It was in the heat of the day. And you're talking about Middle Eastern heat. <coughs> this was, um, you just didn't do that. You know, it's like going shopping at five o'clock when everybody's getting off work and the traffic is jammed. So, you know, this was not a um, something that was planned. You know, it was almost a forced decision based upon not wanting to run into anybody, not wanting to face anybody and have that talk. You know, who's your husband now? <laughs> Who are you married to now? How many kids you got now? You know, those those um, debilitating questions and excuse me, those shaming questions that people don't mind asking. I mean, they don't mind asking you about your business. But at any rate, so this woman was um, said to have met well had uh, approached went to the well in the middle of the day hoping to avoid anybody you know taking care of her business you know whatever that entailed and she runs into Jesus so here she is trying to avoid people and runs into Jesus now doesn't that sound like a setup here you are trying to duck and dodge from the preacher and trying to get away from the bishop and trying to get away from the prophet and run smack dab into truth personified and so this is kind of, I chuckled when the thought occurred and I, I just kind of felt the Lord just working it in my spirit. And, you know, the question was like, you know, what do you do when your pain meets truth or your shame meets truth? You know, where, 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 where will you run to? And who will you run to when you come to a crossroad, an intersection where you have to confront your stuff and only Jesus could do it? Couldn't anybody else have that conversation with this woman? I mean, I'm sure many people have. And you think about your life. You think about the people who you are responsible for and you see them going down the wrong way and, and you try to approach them and say, hey, that's 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 not right or that's not you know, that's not a good thing for you or what have you. And you can imagine a pushback. Well, who do you think you are and who are you to judge me? And, you know, all of that stuff. But there comes that point in life where you 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 can you can no longer run. You know, God will hem you up. Let me tell you something here today. God will hem you up and get and and push you in a, into a corner and I say that ever so gently, but he will allow your circumstances. Let me just put it like that. I don't want anything taken out of context, but God will allow you, he will allow your circumstances to back you into a corner. To where you can't run, you can't hide, you can't blame, you can't, you, you have to deal with your stuff. And I believe that this is one of those points in our lives where 
you know, we, we just would rather not God anything but that. Oh, Lord, please don't pull that out. I don't want anybody to know I'm dealing with this. I don't I don't want to deal with it. It's embarrassing. It's shameful. It's hurtful. It's painful. I don't want to deal with it. Let me just go on and be great. Let me go and preach to, to the nations. Let me prophesy. Let me work up my website and write a book. Let Just please, Lord, do anything with me except have me confront this great challenge of my life. And this is where this woman was. She was trying to hide. She had made numerous mistakes, which we all have. It's just that her mistakes were put on front street. Thank God many of our mistakes, you know, don't nobody really know except a few people involved. But, you know, with her, we are reading about her stuff. So, I mean, you know, she was put on front street, but she's having to face Jesus and there's nowhere to run. There's nobody to say, oh, wait a minute. Let me call you back. You know, there's nobody there to, to, there's no escape. You have to deal with it. And I believe this, there comes a, I wrote a book recently. If you guys haven't checked it out, go ahead and do that. It's called time and turn making, making, uh, making it make sense. And it's just talking about different, uh, uh, scenarios and situations in life where, you know, God deals with things. It may not be when we think, and it may not be how we think, but when God deals with it and, and what that whole process looks like, and, and you're going to be really blessed if you uh, take a look at it. But anyway, you know, there come, there's going to come a time in your life and in my life where the Lord says, you know what, you've been running and you've been running and I need you to come to a standstill. I need you to stop. I need you to sit down. I need you to be quiet and I need you to listen because you have been running around in circles for far too long and it is you have now entered into a season where I'm expecting you to mature, to grow, to develop, to manifest your great self. And if you don't deal with what you've hidden within what you've ran from, it, you will never be free. And I, I was talking to uh, someone yesterday. You will never be your authentic self. You will never be your genuine self. And so when we say, Lord, use me, who are we talking about? Because we have managed to create an, an, an altered version of ourselves. We have, we have created a counterfeit personality. And it is that person that operates on autopilot. You know, we, we know what to say. We know how to do it. We know all the mannerisms. We know how to shake and we know how to quake. We, we know what we, I'm telling you, it's like somebody just pushes the button and we roll with the script. But God is saying today is going to be a new day for you because I'm going to arrange circumstances and I'm going to have you deal with that stuff that you've been running from because the day of truth has come. The day of truth has come. And so with this woman and, you know, it's in John four, you can please read it so you can get some a better context than what I'm giving you. But at any rate, she meets Jesus. And so Jesus begins to um, ask her. First of all, he says, give me some water. Right. So he's not even he he's not even dealing with the issue up front, like with many of us. We can't even, you know, Jesus said, I can't even speak to you plainly. I got to speak to you in parables because you're not able to handle this. You, you, you know, some of us, our, our mistakes and our pains and traumas and all of that, you know, those negative experiences have made us so sensitive to where the things that we need to hear, we can't even bear it. <laughs> we can't even take it. It's like, oh yeah, again, you, you tell me how wonderful I am. Tell me how great I am. Tell me I'm going to the nations. Tell me I'm going to pastor a church of 500,000 people. Tell me I'm going to write best-selling books. Tell me I'm going to be on the stage with my favorite preacher, but whatever you do, please don't ask me about my stuff. 
You know, let's not talk about what I have in, in my closet. Let's not talk about what I've shoved up under my bed. Let's not have that conversation. And so Jesus says, today I'm going to have that conversation with you. But at first, I'm going to walk you through it. And let's just talk about a cup of water. And so it starts out like that, right? First of all, let's just talk about the weather. Let's just talk about, you know, your choice of clothing for today. And, and so he's opening you up to go in and deal with the stuff that really needs to be dealt with. So he says, well, you know, woman, give me something to drink and... You know, the conversation ensues, what have you. And then she goes on to say, he says, he says to her, um, sir, I have done. He said, you're right. The, the, you know, the husband you have now, you've had five and the one that you have now is not your own. And so it's like, whoop, it's about to get real. <laughs> it's about to get real. Like, how are you going to, how can the conversation just transition from water to my messy life? to my sexual immoral, uh, immoral past, to my escapades. You know, how, how, how did that, where did that, I don't even know how that thing transpired. How did it transition? You know, and, and so he, we're coming to this place now where Jesus, he, he baited her with the water and had the conversation. And she said, do you know who I am? Nobody asked water from me, the Samaritans. We're like a mixed race people, you know, and they would consider almost, well, I'm not going to use those terms, but anyway, you know, they were, they didn't have a very high um, social class. And so she was like, why would you ask water for me? And he said, if you knew who I was, you would ask for me water. You would ask water for me. And, you know, he that drinks after me, you'll never thirst again. And she was like, huh? <laughs> right. And so then it just began to, to to evolve. The conversation evolved to where Jesus said, you know what? I've got you open now and I've got you vulnerable and I've got you curious. So I'm going to explore this because I see you out here at 12 o'clock noonday trying to avoid dealing with people, looking at people, confronting people, trying to avoid, you know, <clears throat> some of the mistakes you've made. The shame, because you know what? Shame will reroute your destiny. Shame will reroute you places you're supposed to go, people you're supposed to connect with, things that you're supposed to be doing. Shame will tell you, no, don't do it that way. Do it this way. Shame will always have you hiding behind like Samuel, excuse me, Saul was hiding behind baggage. And many of us are like that. We have great destinies and great stuff that God has, has purpose and has intended, but shame, I'm ashamed of what I've done, or I'm ashamed of what has happened to me, or I'm ashamed of the way I reacted or responded or, or what have you. And shame will always tell you you're unworthy. Like she said, why are you asking me water? Do you know who I am? You know, shame will always make you feel uh, disqualified. It, it, you know, it, it will make you feel as if your worth doesn't matter. You don't have worth. It will rob you of your self-esteem. It will rob you. I'm telling you, shame is something, man. Shame is, is an enemy of your destiny. It's an enemy. And so God said, I need to deal with this woman because guess what, y'all? Buried within that woman underneath each of those layers of shame that I'm sure came as a result of every failed marriage. And that's just a marriage. We're not even going to talk about other relationships that have failed. I mean, did she have children? What does that look like? What does her family have to say about it? Look at all those in-laws she's got. I mean, you know what I'm saying? What are her finances looking like? Because, you know, there, there's a lot. We know that in the modern sense, what divorce can do. And so she she's buried under layers of shame and and um, humiliation, failure, failure on multiple levels. 
I, and I know I'm talking to somebody. I, I hear the Holy Ghost talking to you. And, and so she, but, but God said, I know you're in pain and I know that you're shame, ashamed. I know that you're, uh, 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 you, you don't have the, the, you don't, you feel worthless. You feel in, inadequate, but there's someone in you that I've, that I place in you. The Bible says, I think it's an Ecclesiastes that the Lord has, has, um, what did he say? He's put the world in our heart. In other words, you were born. God is not figuring out your stuff as you go along. Everything that God intended for you to have was, was birthed in you when you were birthed. And so God had eternity. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So God has hidden eternity in our hearts. Everything that you need, everything that you could ever possibly imagine that you would ever need, God has already provided. But shame will lock it down, <clears throat> will bury it, will hide it from you and have you focus on all your negative stuff to where you can't even see God. You can't see God. And so the Lord is looking, Jesus is looking at this woman with all of these failed relationships. She's shameful. She's out here uh, uh, um, drawing water. For her family in the middle of the day is hot. You know, nobody's out there, which is ideal because she doesn't want to speak to anybody. You can I can understand that. And 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 Jesus said, you know what? Uh-uh. No. Today this stops. This it comes to an end. You running from your purpose, you not being able to see who I called you to be. Today it's gonna end. I, I'm calling the end. I'm calling you talking about a divorce. You're gonna be divorced from the shame of your past. This day I'm gonna write the bill of divorcement for you. And so he says to her, he's, he's engaging her because underneath each of those layers is an evangelist. And that's for those who said women can't preach, right? This woman, she was an evangelist. And I, listen, I, I know a lot of awesome people who have the, the, who are, um, evangelists and operating, but I've never read anybody like this woman. Jesus read her, her rights. And guess what? She took it. Now that that's the that's the clincher right there. That's what I really want you to get to because when God begins to deal with our stuff and he starts to expose those layers of of stuff that we've hidden and that we've, you know, we've veiled it from everybody. Don't nobody see, can't nobody or Lord, please don't show nobody this part. But you know, there's going to come that time where where God is going to confront you on that. And he may do it directly. He may do it indirectly. It may come through a, a wide variety of sources, but you've got to stand there and take it. And I think that's the problem for a lot of our fellow believers is that when when God begins to deal with us with some core, deep rooted stuff, we run, we attack, we we go on the defense. I mean, we have all of these. We act out on all of these emotional uh, cycles instead of just saying, ouch, yes, Lord, bring it. You know, ouch, ouch, Lord. Yeah. Oh, God, that hurt. Oh, the word coming. Oh, Lord. But yes, God is good for me. Right. I remember a couple of years ago, actually, it was last year. I had this trainer. I need him back in my life. Trust me. Um, but I had this trainer and he, you know, he, he oh boy, he was rough on me. And I, I was sore for many days after, you know, the first thing. I mean, it got better after we, you know, you know, after a while, whatever. But the first one, I was like, man, this is he's going to kill me. <laughs> I mean, he's telling me you do the squats and let's do the steps and let's do the pull up. And, and oh, my goodness, it felt like I was just going to die. And it was so painful, but he kept saying to me, you can do it. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. But because he was confronting areas in my physical life that I had never tapped into before, at least not since I was a kid. And, and he was challenging areas that I didn't want to, you know what I'm saying? Acknowledge was an issue. It became very painful. And so the tendency, 
And the temptation for me was to run, quit, stop. No, that's it. I'm, I'm, you know what? I don't need any more training. I'll just fast for the rest of my life. <laughs> but that trainer knew that I had to work certain muscles. I had to build up resistance. I, and he told me, you're going to be sore for a few days. or you may want to do this and you may want to do that and drink a lot of water, what have you. Because he's trying to drive me to that place that's good for me. Well, likewise, in the realm of the spirit, when God is using whoever he's using to and, and God is revealing to them, OK, this is who I have made that person to be. I know it doesn't look like that right now because they're buried under so much shame and guilt and condemnation and all those negative things. But I need you to give them this word. As a matter of fact, I need you to 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 preach this word. I need you to release this word. And, and instead of us saying, wow, they're talking to me, we say, wow, they're talking about me. And so again, that shame comes up and that shame, like the woman said, why are you coming to me for water? You know, shame will put you on a defense when God is trying to help you. Shame will turn people who are your helpers into your enemies. You, you will kill your destiny helpers. Shame, shame is a murderer. Shame is a murderer. It will cause you to kill folk that God has put in your life to help you. And, and so this woman, you know, she, she, she picked up a little, little, little tone of hostility, you know, but Jesus kept working it. He kept working. And he said, yeah, the one you got is not yours. And she could have easily said, who, who do you think you are, sir? First of all, you're going to ask me for water and you're going to turn around and go off. But she she submitted to what this man said, to what Jesus said, even though it was a hard truth. And that's a place of maturity that you and I have to get to people of God is that there are going to be some hard truths. I did a message a few days ago about the present truth, but there are also some hard truths where you don't want to deal with it. I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to deal with it. But guess what? In order for you to get to that to that next level that God has for you, you have to deal with it. <laughs> I was talking to one of my spiritual daughters this past Sunday. Now she had been in my spirit for a while. She's probably listening. She know I love her. And she had been in my spirit for a while, but the Lord said, not yet, not yet, not yet. Because normally I'd send a little text message and say, hey, you're in my spirit or what have you. Well, God didn't release me to do that. And I'm okay with that, right? So when she, she came, she crossed my path after service. And I just, I heard the Lord say, go, you know, this is the set time to deal with it. And so I just began to say, you know, how are things going? X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And then the door opened. And I walked in, right? And and just began to share with her some things that the father had been revealing to me. And so now, I, listen, we love each other to life, I, I, you know. And, and so, but the thing about it was the words that God was giving me for her was hard. I delivered it in love, but listen, you, there's, you can't, there's some word, I don't care how, how you fix it. It's going to be hard because of the nature of that thing that God is dealing with. I mean, you, you can, you can stand on your head. You can offer candy and put sugar on it. You can do all of that, but it's not going to change the nature of what God is dealing with. And so, yeah, my, my engagement of the word was in love and she knows that. But at the same time, it was a word that it, I'm telling you, it hit her so hard. She just walked off. <laughs> And I laughed as I'm laughing now because I, we have a relationship. I understand she wasn't being disrespectful or, you know, haughty or anything. I understood exactly. It was just she needed a moment to, to process the word, right? I didn't take it as, if, oh, she's being disrespectful. I can't believe she walked out and didn't. I understood what was happening, right? Because God had already said, now is the time. So there are going to be times when God is going to deal with you about some things that you just don't want to hear it. Or you don't want to confront it or you don't want to acknowledge it or you just don't want to deal with it today. But in order for you, like I said, 
you want to get to that next place in God, you, you're going to have to say, ouch. Whew, okay, Lord, you're going to have to wet sweat off your brow and take it. That woman at the well took it with the word the words that and we only know what's recorded. Trust me, the conversation went deeper than that. I, I, I beg to differ that all of what was recorded. And even Jesus said he said the books cannot con- the, uh, the books cannot contain me. Right. They, they can't come on, y'all. So I, I'm, I'm sure that there was so much more conversation that went into that than what is recorded. However, we, we got enough right to work with what we need to work with. This woman was so liberated. I'm coming to my close. She was so liberated and set free by this conversation that she went out. The, her anointing and her purpose and her, her um, destiny was unlocked. Truth will unlock anointings, destiny, purpose. Truth will unlock it. But that counterfeit, that uh, um, affectation spirit, putting on airs and playing and pretending, it will lock your stuff down. And you'll have to act out some kind of way and and pretend to be something that you're not because you're unable to operate in present truth, operate in truth. And so, of course, the false the falseness is going to manifest. There's only one or two. Either you operating in truth or a lie. So, you know, you have to pick a side. You can't straddle the fence. You have to choose a side. And so but because she submitted to that hard conversation, this woman received a breakthrough in her life, in her mind, in her soul, in her spirit. So much so that she went back. Now, remember, this is the same woman that's ashamed to come out in the evening and draw water with the other women. She's ashamed to be around people. But she received such a liberty and a freedom in her spirit. She went back and prophesied and preached to her entire city. The same woman that didn't want to talk to nobody. Now there's a boldness. That boldness was there all along. It didn't, she didn't find it at the well. It was in her, but it was under arrest. It was under siege. But Jesus unlocked it as she submitted to that hard conversation. And you know the story. She went, she said, come and see a man that told me about everything I ever did. Right? So, you know, the conversation was a lengthy one. It wasn't just, oh, give me some water and you never thirst. By the way, where your husband, it was, it was, it went way deeper than that. Come on, y'all. And, but it was what she needed to have. Like some of us, we, there's certain conversations we really need to have that we don't want to have. We just don't want to deal with it. And then we wonder why we're not growing. We're wondering why we're sort of in that little, um, Maze, right? Running around like in a little rat circle or whatever it's called, the little rat cage. You're just running around. You're making movements, but you're not making progress. <laughs> Some of us are busy doing nothing. No progress at all. So I, I want to leave that thought with you that, you know, there comes a time where y- your your shame uh, has to face the truth or truth, ha- truth has to face your shame. And it- it's going to be a real come to Jesus moment. And I'm telling you, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be hard. I'm not going to tell you it's going to be easy. It's going to be hard. It's going to be something that you're going to run away from. You may manifest. Those of you who know deliverance, you know what I'm talking about. You may get mad. You know, you may want to run, find some way of escape because you just don't want to deal with it. But if you want to tap into the into the fullness of what God has for you, you're going to have to do that. You're going to have to you're going to have to confront it. You're going to have to confront it and let God deal with you through whoever he chooses to do it or if he does it directly. However, that whatever that process looks like is different from, you know, one to another. But it needs to happen because God doesn't want you 
operating in shame and fear and condemnation and guilt and all those negative things. He didn't design you to, to, to function like that. Okay. So listen, I pray that these words have been a blessing to you. Um, I came out of, I think it's uh, John chapter four, talking about the woman at the well and just kind of looking at some of the um, similarities and things in our own life, things that we've ran from and made decisions based around shame. My God, can you imagine making a decision based based on shame? So you know that's not a good decision and it's not going to work. It's not going to be fruitful. It's not going to be beneficial to you. It's going to be a quick fix. And then in a, in a moment, you're going to see it turn into what it really is. All right. So um, we love you in Jesus and we pray that you all are safe. We pray that all is well with you. So until next time, share this with somebody who is that woman at the well, non-gender, and let them know, hey, the, the Lord wants to meet you. He wants to talk to you. And he wants to unlock you from that uh, that uh, spirit of shame that you've been operating in. Okay? Grace and peace. You guys love you. Till next time.